Welcome to X of Words, a new podcast for the new status quo, created for and by X Twitter. Every episode, a new guest picks a new question for a shotgun quick listen chat. One question, two voices, 10 minutes. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of X of Words. You're back with me, Ash. You all know me. Don't have to introduce myself again. Today, we've got someone brand new. It, Robbie McGiven. McNiven, sorry, not McGiven. See that? I can be McGiven for this 10 minutes, just that. I'm happy, I'm cool. No, no, never compromise your identity, Robbie. <laughs> it's a superhero thing. <laughs> We've got Robbie McNiven here with us. Uh, you can follow Robbie at R-O-B-B-I-E-M-A-C-N-I-V-E-N. Uh, Robbie's got quite an interesting backstory. Hi, Robbie, tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, uh, great to be on. Thanks for having me. Uh, so basically, I'm a freelance author. Um, I write mostly sci-fi and fantasy, and I've been lucky enough to be allowed to write uh, an X-Men novel uh, for Anchorite Books, uh, who are producing novels for Marvel. Um, a bunch of different ranges uh, covering all sorts of Marvel stuff. So there's stuff about Legends of Asgard, there's stuff about heroines of the Marvel Universe, and there's a range called uh, Xavier's Institute, which is about uh, the junior members of, or soon to be, X-Men. Uh, so I have a novel coming out in the US uh, in March and in the UK in April, uh, which is about uh, Victor Borkowski, or Anol, as most people know him, uh, and a few other uh, junior X-Men uh, having a bit of an adventure. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, obviously there are a million questions. Uh, fortunately for you lot, you're going to have to go and read the book because today's question is about what we want for a knoll. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about our our little guy, little green guy. So now you know me, and now you know Robbie, and now you know the question. Our X starts now. Okay. So, what do we want for a knoll? Um, Go, go for it. Go for it. What's your big dreams? What's your big and old dream? It's a, it's a good question. I think what we want for an old is for him to uh, settle down with uh, a loving partner uh, and if he wants it, a family and live a nice, peaceful life. Um, but uh, maybe uh, a, side, a side gig um, as a, some sort of film star because, you know, he's very uh, telegenic and uh, pretty charismatic. Uh, he's a fun guy. So uh, maybe a talk show host or uh, a Hollywood star. Uh, not something you'd probably expect from uh, a junior member of the X-Men uh, who should probably be going out and you know, fighting crime and saving the world every single day. Um, so that's what I would want for an all, but what actually happens to an all, uh, well, yeah, it probably won't be quite as happy as that. <laughs> oh, God. Not necessarily unhappy, but you know, if he manages to tick every single one of those boxes, it's a pretty good life. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you can hit 35, <laughs> you've still got all your soul, and you don't have 12 clones <laughs> and you're not in limbo you're doing all right i'd, I'd, I'd say you're you're like probably batting batting a bit better than the rest of the team <laughs> he and he it's he doesn't even have that problem of like not having body parts because they grow back yeah exactly right um i do love clone uh subplots by the way but uh there's none of those in the book so that's all good <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I guess bonus, you know, you get your arm locked off and uh, you get an even stronger one that comes back. Uh, although, you know, he didn't know that before that happened. So it must have been a bit freaky initially. That's uh, true. And then he is he is of a similar generation to Hellion, 
who lost both of his hands and they didn't grow back. Yeah, it's not the sort of risk you'd want to take until you knew it, if it actually happens or not. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at me now. I'm looking at him now, and he does kind of have the power set of Toad. He's just kind of like photogenic Toad. Yeah, I mean, he's a cool kid. He's he's much cooler than I was as a kid. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, he was a lot of fun to get to, to get to write about and to get to, get to know mm. because. Yeah, he's pretty feisty. He's kind of like quirky and fun, but he he's, can be serious. You know, he's not just a jokester. It's not just a joker in the pack. He's uh, he's got a lot going on. So he does. And and also the thing is, so with 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 Krakoa and the advent of like the mutant nation, and then the loss of Rockslide, it feels like he's lost one of his foundational relationships. So like when I think about what I want for a Noel. A lot of peace comes to mind because there there is that scene. I don't know if you've you've seen the panel, but there's the um there's the scene of the Blue Lagoon, which is like that bar on Kokoa, and he's just like an almond. And I loved that for him because I was like, yeah. he was never with the shit. He was never with the shit when the bald guy came out and was like, ah, oh, you you don't want to fight some people. And he was like, hold on a minute, wait a minute. What about the creek one? Like, I I currently can't do maths. Could we fix that first? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not on board with the whole. You know, basically, super soldiers, kids becoming superheroes and becoming combatants in this vast global war. He's just—he's just a cool kid, um, and he's got all these concerns about his grades, and he just wants to, you know, live his life. And you know, reality uh, intercedes occasionally because it's tough to live your life when you're uh, got some pretty specific mutant superhero abilities. But he does his best. Exactly, and I think there's—I think the real character tension i like about anol is that he's so visibly mutant yeah and then he's got other parts of his identity he's he's one of the mutants who sits in multiple minority groups and i yeah. think that gives that gives you such an interesting tension because he's not the mutant he's not one of the mutants like bobby or like um well not well, even Storm to a degree, but human party mutants whose whose mutanity is a declarative state, like they have to tell you, mm -hmm. yeah. But then he's also gay, yeah, and a, a reversal of some of the identity metrics or the identity vectors that people usually hold, yeah. It, it's it's really interesting. So how how do you say see that tension playing out in this future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it is definitely really interesting. Um, also, the fact I think that he uh, he grew up with like a loving family, which is a luxury that very few X Men seem to be able to enjoy. You know, there's yes. tragedy more when it comes to backstory. Um, but the fact he grew up with like really accepting parents in an accepting town, I think, you know, we're kind of used to stories where the primary uh, protagonist is is struggling with their identity, and I think flip of having a Noel is comfortable. In his mutant self, he's comfortable with his gayness. He's comfortable, you know, in himself. Whereas a lot of the other people that he's in this, well, in the story that I'm telling anyway, a lot of the characters around him, he's buddies up a lot with Grey Malkin, uh, with Cypher, who they all struggle with things to do with their own identity. And he's kind of just like this calming force in the middle of it all that you can rely on. Uh, it's kind of lies beyond his years, you could say. I, I think you're right. And I... I... I really resonate with that, that he doesn't have that same trauma story. Mm -hmm. um, but then in the age of Krakoa, because Krakoa is giving mutants a nation, and it's like, 
where does where do mutants like a Noel sit who didn't have fundamental tension with humans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think because although he himself doesn't have that tension, the environment that he inhabits, you know, it must still have an impact on him when he sees all his friends, you know, constantly being uh, in under threat, prejudiced. Um, you know, I think he totally understands why Krakoa is, is happening. You know, it's not something that he thinks, well, I'm okay, so why do we have to do this? You know, he gets yeah. he gets the struggle, even if at times he doesn't hasn't been impacted by it as clearly as some other heroes, X-Men. Do you see his future on Krakoa? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like that... I don't know, I wouldn't say idyllic, but it's kind of like that removed place where the his own happiness can become the happiness of all mutants. You know? Yeah. That, uh, the lack of, not the lack of struggle, but sort of the, the acceptance that he knows can become a more general thing in Krakoa. Yeah, it's about giving, it's about giving other mutants his backstory or giving them childhood yeah. and development wasn't marred or marked or defined by trauma. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Scott Summers. <laughs> Who is also in the novel, by the way. <laughs> so how would you shape, how would you show, like, say if you were given full reign of the Noel in Marvel, like if they were like, this is your character, like, write, write him as you see fit. What would you plan for a Noel? Um, probably just uh, that sort of uh, subplot where him and Rockside go off and become uh, vigilantes in was it Los Angeles, where they just have like these mad adventures for a while. Um, and, and, oh, I don't know. It's kind of like like trying to chart Anol through his life because we've kind of been with him almost since the start, right? Yeah. Uh, as a kid growing up and come to terms with everything. Um, I don't know. I think he would have to come to a crossroads where he'd have to choose as to whether he wanted like a more i don't want to say peaceful because it's probably never going to be peaceful but a more more relaxed life or like if he wanted to you know go all in and become basically just another x-men i'm doing bunny ears you can't see it but yeah (laughs) yeah no no i think that's i think that's a good choice because he's never he's never really been into it and i suppose no, no. At the same time, the, the tension or the need for him to be in a place like Kokoa maybe wasn't as great as other mutants because he didn't, his home wasn't like, like he could go home. Yeah. It's really interesting to see like his relationship to this new era and what his his vision, his future could be. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of Buffalo? I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> the sight. I'm like I'm running through like all the stuff that I've done in the past sort of year. I'm like, no, welcome. <laughs> so there's a version of Anol in the future where he's super, super buff. Oh, Buffanol! Right, 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 right. I yeah. thought something like there was a character name that I'd never heard of, like Buffanol. Buffanol. No, I love Buffanol. I specified to the artist when they were going to come up with the cover. Because, like, there's loads of, you know, there's the skinny kid version, and then there's, like, the buff version. And, like, yeah. we're not going to go on the all-out buff version, but, like, more towards that than the kid version. Um, yeah. Buff Noel is, like, gym goals, so. Yeah, exactly, because that's, like, the other part of his future. Like, there's the bit of, like, what happens to him. But then there's also, like, the, the visual bit of, like, what the fuck is he going to look like? Like, does he lose any more? <laughs> that is true. Like, does he inevitably turn out like that? I don't know. Um, 
maybe not. I think maybe that like specific sort of like sub future was, you know, it's not inevitable. But, but hey, I'm not complaining. I think it looks good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a bit too beefy. Maybe a bit too beefy. But you know, I respect that. The only, listen, the only thing that spun me yeah, is I've, I've been seeing one arm be big for years, never bothered me. Then I saw a picture where I could see both of his palms. And the fact that one of his palms was three times larger than the other <laughs> totally put me off. I don't know why it bugged me. The one. I was so like, I was so disturbed by that difference. That I was like, no, he needs to use the other arm now. Like take off the other arm now. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can totally imagine that now. I, I thankfully have never seen that. But yeah, now I think about it. It's one of those things, like, when you see the whole body, it's like, oh, yeah, one arm's bigger than the other, whatever. But then when you take, like, specific, you know, hand or fingers, that would be, be too much. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. It's ruining the character for me. I'm never writing about an all-over again. <laughs> all right, Robbie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie us off there. Uh, thank you. Thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure to talk thank to you. you. No, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, go and check out the book. <laughs> where is it we can get it? Where, where can we get it? The book? Uh pretty much any sort of bookstore. So if you're in the UK, Waterstones, um, Amazon, uh, WH Smith, I think, in the US, Barnes & Noble. Um, yeah, if you go on the Aconite Books website, they have like a selection of links. Um, so yeah, if you if you just Google, it's called, I actually said the name of the book, it's called First Team. So uh, if you just Google First Team, you know, you should get all sorts of hits in terms of bookstores and stuff. So. Nice. Looking forward to it, man. All right. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, everybody who's been listening. I've been Ash. I've been Robin, and this has been X of Words. Perfect. Well done. <laughs>